This hour of the Bill Meyer Show podcast is made possible by Clouser Drilling. Clouser Drilling is proud to sponsor the show. We appreciate them, too. If you need to drill for water, be sure to call Clouser Drilling. They've been leading the way in Southern Oregon well drilling for over 50 years. ClouserDrilling.com. It's a 10 after 7, KMED, KMED, HD1, Eagle Point, Medford, KCMD, Grants Pass is where we are. Marty's in Grants Pass. Hi, Marty. How are you? What's going on? Hi, Bill. Hi. Um, I have two things to tell you. Okay. We were just talking about movies. And yeah. we, my husband and I went to see a movie that I recommend for everybody. It's called The Boys in the Boat. It the, was a book. The Boys in the Boat. Written, What's that about? What's that about? It is about the um, nine Americans and their epic quest for the gold at the 1936 Berlin Berlin Olympics. Really? And this was the varsity team that just took over everything and they they went to the Olympic. It's quite a lovely, wonderful story. And even big guys have tears running down their face oh, really? during this movie. Uh-oh. Yeah. So it's, you know, when it gets your emotions and it was, there was no vulgarity or anything like that and it was just a really well done movie was this a movie in the theater marty or was this something that you saw online it was in the theater oh really also on amazon i believe it's like 13.99 on amazon or Uh something but it was um going to the movie sometimes is just really nice it you know you need to do that and the second thing i wanted to tell you we went out to uh dinner with about 20 conservative friends on New Year's Eve, and uh, we were having dinner, and when we walked in to sit down, these people, they looked at me, and they said, are you the one that's on Bill Meyer's show sometimes? (laughs) I said, yes. (laughs) So it was really cute. Everybody loves you, Bill. (laughs) Oh, that's that's very kind, Marty. It's great to hear from you, and uh, thanks so much for the... Now, is is this movie, I just want to go back on it, it's The Boys in the Boat, right? Yes. Okay. The Boys in the Boat. And is it in general release? I mean, uh, so, I mean, there's yes. the Grants Pass Theater, but I wonder if it's in Tinseltown or I was just wondering if it was one. Of, I just wanted to make sure it's not one of those like phantom release kind of things where it's like a one night no. or is it something that'll be out for a little no. bit? He said it should be there for at least a week. And if it does well, then they'll keep it. You know, they do things all different now. But anyway, yeah. I I think it'll be there for a while. It's an excellent movie. It was a book, and it's, the book has been out for years, and they finally did it. But it's, you know, at that Olympics, Hitler was there. Oh, yeah. yeah it's during uh, the Hitler time. Yeah, it's uh, it's worth uh, it's worth mentioning that, sure. I'm just glad, though, that you, from the sounds of it, though, this was something that was uh, a life-affirming movie, in other words. Not just about how it's bad... What? How bad and horrible, it, right? It, it was, it's just wonderful. It, these boys, these were the underdogs that, I mean, like underdogs, like several of the guys uh, did not come from money. They struggled to get their college education. And one of they they joined the rowing team because it was a job for them and they could pro- possibly you know, make, and this was a way to to rise above the crowd, so to speak, and and get in. Yeah, that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Oh, so it's, it's it's a lovely movie. If all right, you don't go see it. Well, we're gonna take Boy in the Boat over Downsizing. I'm not going to waste my time finishing the rest of the Matt Damon movie, even though I thought it had <laughs> uh, great. Yeah, I think you you and Linda would love this movie. All right, now what do you think it says about Linda and me though that we like uh, we like spy and assassin movies a lot of times? Well, I think you like this one. I think it's a it's a really good, um, wholesome movie. I mean, it's a true story. Okay, this is well. This is going to be my palate cleanser then. After I watch some movie in which uh, you know uh, the amazing most uh, most skilled assassin in the world takes out all the bad people who need taken out. You know that kind of thing. And after after you get through the um, the. Um, <laughs> Carhartt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, the Carhartt still lives, I mean, for now. But but of all the places the cat could have thrown up, it was the, the already stained Carhartt. So pretty soon it's going to it's gonna look like a coat of many colors, I think, uh, of stains. <laughs> Thanks, Marty. It's, uh, it's 14 after 7. We'll continue uh, taking your calls here. It's open phones for the first uh, hour or so here. 770 
800-242-5633. On the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. Never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. Wounded Warrior Project was created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war, whether those scars are physical or mental. Wounded Warrior Project. We never leave a fallen warrior behind. Ever. Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org. KCMD and KMED Weather, sponsored by Advanced Air and Bryant. Doing whatever it takes to deliver intelligent heating and cooling solutions and award-winning service. Visit MyAdvancedAir.com. This is Derek Strom with your NBC5 weather update. Got a high of 52 in the Rogue Valley today, but we do have a cold front that's moving in from the coast, bringing plenty of rain with it. That rain's likely to continue through tonight into Wednesday morning. We are going to cool down through the rest of the week. This hour of the Bill Meyer Show is proudly sponsored by Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros and Full Service Auto Repair. Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. I don't like the city. I hate the city. I think it's an absolute Adam Schiffel. And um, it just is. And it's not safe. And it's not secure. And by the way, it's not a, especially not a safe place for me. If you're in any other state but New York and you think it's a big deal to come visit New York, don't. It's a waste of your time. Well, that's untrue. Unless no, you're coming to the Hannity Town Hall and therefore well, that, you build your vacation around well, visiting. Well, people are doing that. I and mean, therefore we support that trip. Or correct. if you want some free crack pipes. That, that, that's, that took that, a turn. That, okay. And you can get free Narcan and free condoms and you get lubricant as well. Um, and what else would they offer? Three o'clock. Here we are. Check out the Sean Hannity Radio Show later today, right here. More than 200 fire department jurisdictions trust the Knox entry system to provide secure access to buildings, elevators, and control rooms when seconds matter. Now, businesses, schools, airports, several industrial applications are also using Knox entry to manage controlled access and authorize service activity for critical assets. Now, Knox entry allows you to develop a customized access strategy complete with an audit trail and rapid flexibility. Just go to Knox.com for more information. That's K-N-O-X.com. Does your current trophy wife want a life insurance policy three times the size of your previous mistakes? Relax and call Big Lou at Term Provider. Big Lou says if you're in your 50s, even a bit porky, a $1 million term life policy should only cost about two to 300 bucks per month. Call Big Lou at 800-529-2856. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He likes trophies, too. For affordable life insurance, call 800-529-2856. 106.3 KMED, 99.3 KCMD, and this is The Bill Meyer Show. Delighted you are here. Happy New Year, 770-5633, 770-KMED. The uh, big story that happened over the weekend, and actually, though, this had happened a while back, uh, and this has to do with how KOBI television ended up breaking the story about uh, patient deaths at Asante Rogue Regional. I'm glad they were able to get some confirmation and uh, getting some people talking about it, because I just want to let you know, uh, going into Christmas Day weekend, going into Christmas weekend, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it was like late Friday night. That I ended up uh, getting a source who I'm going to leave their name out of it because they have relatives that work within the Asante uh, situation. And I think they also work at Prov, too. It's like they, they have a lot of people in the, in the medical world and saying, hey, Bill, you know, uh, we know that there's been this investigation going on there that uh, Asante was investigating this for a couple of months. They uh, ended up firing a nurse. And this was like two, three months ago. And this was going on, and it was amazingly, amazingly quiet. But uh, there is, uh, you know, at least one patient death being invested, investigated rather at Asante Rogue Regional, and the accusations. If you haven't heard about this story, it's a big deal. This is a big deal, and it's unfortunately nothing unusual. I mean, 
this may be unusual in the fact that there's a lot of it. I'm not trying to downplay it at all because if your loved one you know, goes into the ICU and ends up uh, supposedly getting fentanyl and instead gets an injection of tap water, which is what happened uh, to some of these people, allegedly, and this is the investigation, this is very, very serious. But the more you, uh, you look into it, you find out that uh, drug theft, a big deal within the uh, medical situation, within the medical industrial complex, as it were. This is something they're always having to fight uh, and uh, crack down on. But now the police are investigating this. And the question, and by the way, I tried to get that confirmed over Christmas weekend, but it's like, I I don't know if everybody was just out for the weekend. I text messaged the sheriff and uh, didn't hear back. Text messaged the uh, PIO at Medford Police, didn't hear back. And then I was on vacation and, hey, I just... You know, you had to figure there are other people that are working. They're going to have to uh, pick this up. And eventually, KOBI uh, bit first on it. And naturally, they're reporting sources say it's all kind of an anonymous thing right now. But now we're getting a few more uh, stories coming out. Uh, Rogue Valley Times uh, speaking on this uh, situation and getting some names of uh, Asante having contacted them and saying, yeah, you're a relative. We're, we're thinking that they ended up uh, dying because of uh, contamination contamination of the uh, drug supply the part that has still not been answered yet because like i said we're in the beginning of getting the information out to the public as it were asante's not going to say anything you know that because uh asante no doubt is uh is is having to legally circle the wagons because you know that there are going to be lawsuits on this one the trial lawyers are just going to go you know insane on this and uh, this is a big deal it could potentially be uh, a game changer in the medical world here in Southern Oregon. This, these are these are you know big dollar cases. I would imagine. I'm no attorney, but just saying that. Just I think what we know about uh, trial lawyers. When the trial lawyers get a hold of anything like this, this is oh my goodness. Families are you know, and that's just that you think about the trust, the trust violation, right? The trust violation. You you your loved ones going in there, and. And they're hurting, and so they're supposed to get an injection of fentanyl, and then it's been contaminated with tap water instead, and there's not as much fentanyl. So not only are they hurting more, then they're also, you know, getting sepsis and various other diseases. You know, until this story broke, I never knew that it was so dangerous to have tap water injected into you. I never knew that. I mean, I knew it wasn't good, but I didn't think it could be, you know, fatal. And then I'm looking this up and said, boy, this really is a big deal. Okay. Um, now, had it been sterile saline replacing, the worst that would have happened is that, yeah, you're just stealing the drugs and you're being a dirtbag for that. But my question is, why would the nurse had just been fired rather than arrested? Isn't that the question I think that needs answered? Maybe she has been. She or he. I mean, I don't know if it's a female nurse or a male nurse. Both exist within the system here. I can't say, um, you know, what's going on here? A story like this, even these accusations, if true, I mean, it, to me, it strikes me as chargeable uh, manslaughter or some kind of, uh, it's beyond negligence. It's beyond negligence because you're performing a criminal act by tampering, A, with the medical equipment, I would think, and also stealing the drugs, I don't think that Measure 110 made it okay for nurses to steal fentanyl from the from the drug supply, do you? No, I don't think so. So that's the real question. Who is this nurse? And if this nurse was supposedly disciplined and uh, and fired from the job, shouldn't this nurse have been immediately transferred to the Jackson County Jail for processing? I can't help but think that there should have been something to that. And I had another medical person who called me about an hour ago that was saying, well, the big problem with this is that the nurses are really disciplined by their own agency, the Oregon Board of Nurses. I think that's what uh, what that is, what the uh, individual told me. And still pretty scary that uh, a, a discipline like that would not have immediately been referred to law enforcement. I mean, wouldn't you have thought that... Um, Oh, by the way, you did something, and you did something not just negligently. You were intending, you intentionally stole the drugs. In the, in the process of you intentionally stealing the drugs, 
you replaced the drugs with a non-sterile uh, fluid, tap water, that ended up killing nine or ten people. It's what the allegations are in some cases. There's one case right now that uh, Medford police are investigating, but wouldn't you think there would have been just by, you know, it was bad enough for you to lose your job for stealing the drugs. Shouldn't you be in jail for it, too? I think it's worth uh, at least discussion. And I'm also curious how it was kept quiet all this time or why. Now, I know that, you know, the medical industry is very powerful around here in uh, southern Oregon. I guess a lot of people don't want to bite the hand. Did that have something to do with it? I don't know. I have more questions than I have answers. I have no more answers than anybody else has been able to find here uh, so far. But if you have something to add to it, I'd love to get your take on it. 770-5633. And this is The Bill Meyer Show. Bruno, the Fontana roofing shop dog and mascot, is particularly fired up at the end of a long day. Let's find out what all the commotion is about. And there's Bruno, always excited to see us. Looks like he has something on his mind. He never disappoints. Yes, you are a contractor's best friend. No arguments there. No, I believe that's plural. He's saying we are a contractor's best friend. Uh Uh-huh. Valid points, Bruno. Since Fontana now has a full metal shop providing flashing, siding, skirting, gutters, practically any custom metal detail contractors need in a variety of colored coatings. He's right. I suppose it does make us a contractor's best friend. Wait, what? Did he just call you a jerk? No, he can smell the jerky in my pocket. Here you go, buddy. For your next metal project, call your friends at Fontana Roofing. Visit FontanaRoofingServices.com. Bill Meyer with Sharice from No Wires Now. So glad I switched a dish. And if your listeners have direct TV or cable TV, they're paying too much. And you made it easy to switch. Plus, I got the Hopper DVR and Dish's very cool voice-activated remote. Call today. Tell me what you have, how much you're paying, and I think you're going to love Dish. I'll even help you lower your existing internet and cell phone bill. Call Sharice like I did. 541-680-5875. NoWiresNow.com. Restrictions apply. Call for details. Internet and cell phone service are not provided by dish the road gardener sponsored by grange co-op and if you want to go organic hey that's great however you see organic fertilizers are not ready to use by the plant they have to be worked on by soil bacteria to break them down into a usable form it has to be in contact with the soil and better if it's a couple you know an inch or two down call the road gardener live saturdays 10 to noon and catch the sunday morning encore at 9 on 106.3 kmed and 99.3 kcmd the Bill Myers Show is on 106.3 KMED and 99.3 KCMD. 727, going through the calls here on Pebble in Your Shoot Tuesday, the first one of 2024. How you doing, Jeff? Good to have you on. What are you thinking? Bill, I got a boulder in my boot. What's that, sir? Well, you know, living out here in the Illinois Valley, they closed down the Cave Junction DMV. That was the last news story on Friday when mm-hmm. you left. Yeah, I know. For vacation. So it's... It's really irritating to me because it's people came from Grants Pass to the to the Cave Junction DMV because they liked it so much. Now the the principal person working in there was Gail, who also retired on that last day. But they they gave the reason that multiple factors, including expiring office lease, plus building and technology restraint. Hmm? Well, that to me is totally bogus. When you walk in there, you had the little uh, uh, number thing, right? You pull the number out and tear yeah, you it pull off. you pull the tag, and then uh, you're 95th in line or whatever the case might be, and people are looking morose, right? Exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, they updated their technology. You walk in there, and there's this big screen that you have to walk up to and touch, and it says appointment or walk-in. So mm-hmm. you select walk-in. And it asks for more of your information that you can't give it because it's not a touch. You can't type anything out. So you finally just hit submit, and it spits out a ticket. Right? Okay. Same thing, the little – now, it costs $200 for a complete system for the little paper tags on the roll. Right? I wonder how much that kiosk cost. I would imagine the kiosk is considerably more expensive. But more importantly, they have raised – DMV fees dramatically in 2024, well, according well, to... Let's go, in, 
let's go into that. Yeah. And and if if they're claiming they can't afford that, that would seem to be not true. Well, a complete tag system, take a number system, is 200 bucks, And then the rolls themselves are $5.40 a piece, okay? But in 2013, the motor voter law passed. What people didn't know was that they allowed the DMV to raise their fees as they as they chose. Prior right. to 2013, DMV could not raise their fees unless the voters approved it. So they snuck that little thing in there. So now we don't have. Or to don't, don't you mean the legislature approved it? Not I don't recall voter approving, or did or did they? Well, the motor voter law was um, put out before the people, uh, right? Yeah, and and, and and of course the uh, the dim bulbs. I, I thought they. Motor voter went before the people. I thought that went before the legislature. Well, I, you know, it's, I've been sitting here trying to search the whole thing, and that's the best I can find. Okay. I know that the, the voters allowed DMV to raise the fees, and it was around 2013. Mm-hmm. So in, at that time, I had a dump truck, and I was paying $74 a quarter for my registration. It went to 146 And now it's going to go to even more than that, won't it? Well, it, it okay. Your original Class C license, right, went from sixty dollars to sixty-four dollars. Now it's interesting that that's an increase of six point six six percent. It's just a little thing to throw out there, right? <laughs> okay. So, uh, but if you have, but if you have a motorcycle endorsement, it went up forty-eight percent. If really? you have a CDL, if you want a, a first-time CDL, the fee for a CDL went up seventy percent. Now, yeah. if you had a CDL and a motorcycle endorsement, it only went up 48%. Now, to take a CDL test, it's an increase of 107%. It's kind of odd that on the business end of things, everything went way up. Yeah, it does sound like uh, if there is anything involved in actually making something happen commercially, they're screwing yeah, you to the wall. Wow. And, do you think that the businesses are are less likely to be sympathetic? So, well, you rich, uh, you fat cats, in uh, you know, commercial okay, truckers and tax, things like that. Tax the rich, right? Yeah, so yeah. If you've got a motorhome over fourteen foot per foot over ten foot, it went up fifty cents. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, does any of this yeah, sense? now, I mean, I have, technically, I have a motorhome license or whatever it is on my van again, but it's pretty short. It's just the, you know. No, that's the registration fee. Yeah, the registration fee. It's pretty short. It doesn't get taxed by, it's less than 14 feet long, so it doesn't affect right. it. But uh, what is your overall take on this then, uh, you know, closing this this office and raising the fees at the same time? It's like, you know, it seems to me that, you know, if you're going to raise fees, raise fees, but uh, but don't reduce service at the same time, you know? Well, I you know, it, it's not only that, Bill, but it's going to, like, the electronic vehicle registration, mm-hmm. right? But now, here, vehicle dealers can use the EVR, electronic vehicle registration, to service the services to enter title and registration transactions using a computer interface. EVR services are provided through private companies working on behalf of the state of Oregon. Really? Isn't that quite interesting? So private companies are making money off the registration that now costs the state of Oregon less money because it's all being a majority, not majority, but a lot of it's being done online. Yeah, with all these uh, all these state employees, and we can't come up with our own uh, electronic vehicle registration. All these uh, state IT people too. You know, you're, you're giving me something to think about here, uh, Jeff. I'm going to have to go. Herman's calling me here pretty soon, but. That's interesting. Thanks for raising it. That's a big boulder. We're gonna, a boulder, rather. We'll have to look more into. Okay. Well, I'll I'll send you mine. Info oh, all right, there. please, if you could. I appreciate that. All right, uh, let me go to. I got Crazy Gene. Happy New Year, Crazy Gene. Welcome. It's wonderful to be here yet again. Good. Good <laughs> to have you here. Well, good. I'm glad you got back, and you're ready to jump right in with both feet. Indeed. What's on your mind? Well, I was thinking if those uh, people at the hospital, Asante, died of uh, being injected with tap water, are you guys in Medford not drinking this tap water? Uh, well, the um, the standard for drinking water is much higher than something that actually gets injected directly into 
the uh, bloodstream or it's much lower. It's not it's not like the like tap water is dangerous in your digestive system. Your digestive juices and things like that will take care of of uh, what minor level of bacteria is left there. In fact, we tend to have pretty good water. It's just not meant to be injectable. I guess when it goes direct is where you get all the sepsis and things like that. And that's also why it's very dangerous if you have a pressure washer or some high-pressure hydraulic hose, you know, to get something injected directly underneath your skin. It would be really bad for you. Uh, Yeah, you can blow uh, blow a hole in your skin and suck quite a bit of it down. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'd uh, I'd be kind of curious that what did kill those people it had to have been something in the water, not the water, because we are water. Yeah, there is a special type of infection that they call. It was a pneumo something. Uh, I'm going to have to look it up. I don't have it. But I'll get back to you on that one, Gene, all right? Great to have you back. Good to hear you. Let me go to line three. Hi, KMD, KCMD. Who's this? Welcome. Happy New Year, Bill. John in Medford. Hi, John. What's on your mind? I wonder if the medical profession has something that we as mortgage uh, loan officers put in place after the 2008 uh, debacle. What's that? Every loan that I close, my national identifier is on a database that any consumer can look up. Oh. And it travels It travels with me regardless of where I go in the United States. It's recorded with the note and deed of trust. Hmm. Okay. And so if if the Oregon Nursing Association decides to just kind of deal with this quote on their own, it may not go on record where that medical professional could go somewhere else and it won't be picked up. And yet, wouldn't you think that if the, you know, allegedly messing with the drug supply, then injecting water, tap water into people, isn't that manslaughter at the least? It's a criminal. It's criminal act. Yeah. It's a violation of, of trust of your profession, of course. Sure, but I, it seems to me to be even beyond that. You know, to be it goes beyond just the violation of tr- of trust. It was certainly. I mean, at the least, it's a violation of trust. But you did something, and it, what you couldn't even call it malpractice because it's not considered a part of practice. You know this. Uh, you know this sort of thing. There's nothing in any medical procedure that says uh, suck the drugs out, replace it with tap water. Right? There's nothing. Right. So I'm just curious if they're, you know, if they have some sort of a, a, a national identifier that travels with you for the life of your career, like it does for us. I, you know, I don't know because I've heard about doctors being able to escape sanction in one state and go to another one. So perhaps there is not. But my question would be why this nurse, if uh, the accusations like this seem to have something uh, sound, why this nurse has not been arrested? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Right. This this is what needs to be cracked open for all of our protection. My mother just went through occluded artery uh, surgery at, at Asante a couple of weeks ago, and the, the, the service was great. I was really impressed, mm-hmm. you know, because I kind of have a scant eye against Asante for what they did during the vid, during COVID. But she got the best treatment, and, um, you know, I was very impressed. So I'm, I'm disheartened to see that this is something that went on a few months ago. Yeah, and I would dare say this is something that could have happened to any of our hospitals. And I, the more I look into it, and I'm not excusing what happened. Don't get me wrong, I'm not even going there. But this is more common than you think. More of this goes on than we think out there. It's kind of scary. Yeah, the system works when, when we hold to a moral code, and when we don't, for whatever reason, that's when it starts to break down. Yeah. I don't think there's anything in uh, Measure 110 that says it's okay to, if it's okay to possess fentanyl, it's okay to steal it out of IV bags. But that's a conversation for another time, John. I'll try to find out about that, that marker, that national marker, okay? 738, standing by, though, we have Josephine County Commissioner Herman Berchiger. Another story that was breaking late in the week, and I had, uh, before I went on vacation, was this Bullstein Rogue Valley Association of Realtor, you know, this uh, committed poll, this poll that was commissioned. Oh, my gosh, it struck me. Right from the beginning, I'm thinking, oh, this is such BS. But I, I want to talk to Herman about that next. How do you know you're selling your home with the right agent? Hey, it's Lars. I'm going to tell you, in Medford and Southern Oregon, the right agent is Jared Hokanson of Hokanson Realty. Trust Jared to get the job done. With Jared and his team, you're going to get years of experience and the know-how to navigate the market right here in Medford. 
Jared and his team have exclusive strategic options to get your home sold. Combined with Jared's highly effective marketing, why would you think of working with any other agent in Medford or Southern Oregon? Best of all, Jared guarantees to sell your home at a price and a deadline you agree to or he buys it. Now you know why real estate expert and Shark Tank star Barbara Corcoran and I can't stop talking about Jared Hokinson. Call the only agent I recommend in Medford and all of Southern Oregon. Call Jared Hokinson at 541-772-SOLD. That's 541-772-SOLD. Or go online to 541-772-SOLD.com and start packing. KMED, KCMD News, sponsored by Millette Construction, specializing in foundation repair and replacement. Get on solid ground by visiting MilletConstruction.com. Good morning, I'm Marcus Villa with your MBC5 Morning News Update. Member police are investigating a hit and run that took place Sunday night. According to MPD, a pedestrian was injured by the vehicle and transported to the hospital. It took place around 7 p.m. New Year's Eve on West 10th and South Grape Street downtown. MPD is looking for tips from the public. If you have any information about the situation, please contact the agency. There's a lot to be excited about this new year in the Rogue Valley. One thing in particular, Rogue X is almost here. In late November, Medford Parks and Rec filled the pools with water. It took a whopping 550,000 gallons. Over the last month, the city's been putting on the finishing details like buffing surfaces and installing furniture. Rogue X is officially scheduled to open this Saturday, January 6th. And with Rogue X opening day Saturday will come a new opportunity for youth swimming. The Rogue Rapids are a new swim team that will operate year-round for kids ages 5 and up. The Rogue Rapids signed a five-year contract with the city of Medford to be the key aquatics partner and exclusive youth swim team at the Rogue X Aquatic Center. The team will have its inaugural workout Saturday at 10, followed by a swim team tryout at 1. To sign up for tryouts or find more information about the team, visit RogueRapids.com or go to the Rogue Rapids Facebook or Instagram pages. And that's a look at your morning headlines from C5 News. I'm Marcus Veal. Have a great day. This hour of the Bill Meyer Show is proudly sponsored by Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros on Main Street in Phoenix. Hi, it's Jolene at Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros. If you're wondering about the condition of your tires, stop in and we'll check your tread level and give you an honest assessment on wear and your ability to navigate wet, slick roads. And if you need new tires, Phoenix Auto Center has a great selection of top brands like General, Hercules, Cooper, Continental, Falcon, Mastercraft, BF Goodrich, and more. For the best tire prices and service, see your local family-owned Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros on Main in Phoenix. If you're remodeling your house, start with the foundation. Millette Construction offers a no-pressure, thorough inspection of your home's foundation and a no-obligation estimate if your house needs work. The foundation is most important because all of the repairs and upgrades you're planning from the floors, windows, doors, cabinets, even the roof can be affected if your foundation is unstable. Be sure you're on solid ground. Millette Construction will level your house and correct the shifting soil problem. Visit MilletteConstruction.com. Hi, I'm Paul Strandberg with Valley View Nursery, and I'm on 106.7 KMED. 7.43. Before I went on vacation, there was a story that uh, crossed my desk. I ended up getting an email near I, the time I had it out. I was thinking, boy, this, um, this doesn't look right. There's uh, something going on, and I really don't like when we have organizations that Commission polls, and in my opinion, polls are designed to not reflect but manipulate public opinion. And I think there's a lot of that going on. And the Rogue Valley Association of Realtors ended up commissioning a poll that, in my opinion, was just a naked hit job. On Josephine County government. I thought it was quite interesting. I wanted to uh, talk with uh, Josephine County Commissioner Herman Berchiger about that. And by the way, Herman, it's not because I talk with you or anybody else there on the county commission that I'm thinking that this is funny. But nothing in politics is um, a coincidence, okay? When you, look at poll, when you look at polls being commissioned, there's a role for it. There's a, usually a reason for it. And... Especially what what came to mind for me is that there is this big push, or at least you know from 
a certain political persuasion in Josephine County, a big push to want to go to five commissioners and have one at large and have districts, et cetera, et cetera. You do it by zones and uh, cut their stat or cut the pay for it, but have more of them, et cetera, et cetera. And I've been on the record as not being a huge fan of this, of this plan. And I've talked about why, you know, I am that way. And then this poll comes out from the realtors. And given the fact that uh, a lot of it was pointed at you and John West, Dan Young, the current people, what's going on here? What is the impression coming from the current commission? At least you can speak for yourself. Well, polls are used for many different ways. You know, when you're running, when you're running um, campaigns, you're, you're using polls to figure out where you're at, but you don't release them to the public. So any poll you release for the public is you're making a statement, okay? And, and, and that's why you do it. That's the only reason. What's interesting about this is the Rogue Valley Association of Realers, they commissioned it, but then in their press release, they say, we offer no analysis or opinion of the results. Oh, baloney. So, then why did you commission that? The, uh, the yeah, poll. Why did you? Well, so I called over there and I asked them, um, you know, how does how does this help the realtors? They wouldn't ask me or they wouldn't answer me. I asked who paid for it. They wouldn't answer me. Um, and I said, the realtors I've talked to in Joseph County knew nothing of it. So who in your organization commissioned it? And they wouldn't answer. They just kept directing me to Greg Lemhouse, who is a a lobbyist in Ashland. And I just, you know, the whole thing stinks. You know, you know, you know exactly. You hit the nail on the head, Bill. They're going to use this as ammunition going into the election cycle of who to elect for commissioner and who to and and uh, change the charter. And we need all these. We need all these uh, changes in Josephine County because of this poll. And always remember, you know, the poll was conducted by Nelson Research, and Nelson Research is owned by Public Affairs Council, and Public Affairs Council is owned by J.L. Wilson. That's the son of Carl Wilson. And he's a. Wait a minute, that's Carl Wilson's kid? Really? Yes. Oh, okay. And and so I've used J.L. um, with polling before and, and everything, but, you know, it wasn't a very good sampling. It was only 400 and some. Folks, and then seventy-eight point five percent was from City of Grants Pass. So it doesn't matter what if the poll was conducted correctly or not. What matters is the outcome, and it's wrong direction. You know, wrong track. Yeah, wrong the county is go- is going in the wrong direction, wrong track, and so of course, then those that are trying to grease the skids for the charter change. And by the way. I think that the charter does need changed, but in a different way than what those people that are pushing the charter change want. You know, I would like to see the uh, the county relationship to the state become, you know, body politic rather than being agency of the state first. And, well, this charter change doesn't want to do that. You know, that has been proposed in May. Now, that's going to be on the ballot. They, they're, you know, look, come on, let's just be honest. The 800-pound gorilla in the room is that the, the Democrat Party is working very hard in southern Oregon to become the majority down here. And that's 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 exactly what they're doing. And they're doing it on many different fronts. And, you know, and the polling numbers don't surprise me at all, because when you look at, like, Tina, our governor, Tina Kotek's polling, she polls the lowest of any governor in the United States right now. And if you look at Biden, what is he, he left? Uh, 2023 was what 37 percent approval rating mm-hmm. congress only has a a 15 percent approval rating and i get that and I, i'm looking at the yeah. uh, some of the numbers here what i found interesting is that uh, some of the reporting that i saw that i read on this was uh was remarking on how so many people uh didn't uh had never heard of their county commissioners right had never heard of them and i'm thinking to myself okay well who the heck's fault is that <laughs> you know it's people who are basically checked out and not plugged in you know to what's going on i mean it's pretty easy to find out who your uh, county commissioner is wouldn't you say here commissioner just saying well you know and then i think some of it may boil down to me because when i when i left salem when i wouldn't run again it 
it kind of upset um, some lobbyists up there and left them kind of mad at me because they invested a lot in me. And so they think that, you know, you, your part, you need to do what they do. And that's just not how I work. you know. <laughs> and so you never know, is there, are they trying to get even with me? Are they trying to discredit me because um, they want me to support somebody that I, maybe I won't support. So you wonder all these things, but, hmm. and then you, the one thing, Bill, you really, do you really want to believe the numbers? How do we verify these numbers? How do we verify that? Uh, I don't know, but you know, a poll is what the pollster says it is, that kind of thing. You know what I thought, what I did find interesting was the number one concern. I think it's like 20, 23% overall of the people, if I recall correctly, uh, that were polled. And it's a 480 uh, sample, 480 people. Now, they were saying that their number one concern about Josephine County going in the wrong direction, that the number one is homelessness. And I thought that was really interesting, not because there's not a homelessness problem, but the homelessness is mostly within the urban center of Grants Pass, isn't it? It's, well, it's, yeah, but 78% of the people polled were in the Grants Pass. Is that is Grants Pass seventy eight percent though of Josephine County? I'm wondering if that's how it uh, swayed that. I don't no, no, know. No, it's about it's you know just think of it. It's about half the population, little less than half the population. Oh, so it oversampled the city of Grants Pass then. Right. Okay. Right. So and, 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 and what, was it not weighted then to uh, to bring the the rural county? Because when it comes right down to it, homelessness policy is really a problem in the city of Grants Pass, and I know that there were some that were really upset about that. But it's it's not where the homeless people want to go out and camp in the middle of nowhere of a dope grow in out in rural Josephine County. They're usually hanging out in Grants Pass and uh, where there is the uh, well the homeless industrial complex ready to uh, provide services, you know that kind of thing. Right, it, it, you know it was targeted at the commissioners. I mean, right, you know Josephine County heading in the right direction, mm-hmm. and they strongly approve of the county commissioners. And then they go, do you know? Uh, Commissioner DeYoung, do you know Commissioner Berger? Do you know Commissioner West? I mean, it, it was so it it was so incredibly targeted at us. Um, and then I asked Greg Lindhouse, I says, so what other counties have the realtors pulled? Now, I'm really curious, given that the Rogue Valley uh, Association of Realtors ended up uh, polling on Josephine County government, are they going to go after Jackson County government, too? Just curious. Uh, who knows? There's people. Listen, I am convinced now that there's people in the Rogue Valley uh, Realtors Association that would like to see the Rogue Valley, uh, the Ashland area expand into the Rogue Valley. That's mm-hmm. what this is telling me. And frankly, that's what a lot of this push for five commissioners is about, too. They don't yeah, want these people for- don't want three commissioners elected at large. They want to have it in zones, so this way you get your well, your hardcore Democrat commissioner on the law on the uh, on the board. I think that's what's going on. It's pretty clear, pretty transparent. Oh, I thought yes, that's that's it. I mean, the chances that it's easier to get three three progressives on the commission instead of two right now. So yeah, that's what's going on. And and you know, I wasn't surprised when they said forty forty percent uh, of the people didn't know who we are and, and Glenn. Uh, Greg Lemhouse proceeded to lecture me on uh, that I need to do my job and I need to get out with the people so they know who I am. And I said, so how do I do that, Greg? And he didn't have any uh, solutions to that. So he just said I need to do it. Oh, okay. So, well, when you see a poll come out, especially this time of year, when you have a charter change next year, I almost guarantee it. I don't know if, he, if you can actually connect it directly, but... It sure smells like it's someone trying to grease the uh, the change, and, and I wonder if it's even someone within the uh, within the orbit of the Association of Realtors that might want to run for county commissioner. Is there any of that going on? I don't know the candidates or what's going on. In fact, you haven't even announced whether you're running again, are you? Uh, no, I haven't. I, I haven't announced. You know that uh, I got until my, I think it's March twelfth. Okay, and uh, you know we'll we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Who knows? Okay, but yeah. are you aware of any realtors that might be wanting to run? Seriously, 
No, I know a lot of realtors in Josephine County, and they're all surprised. None of them knew what any of this was going on. So it tells me this came out of uh, Medford, uh, out of the folks over there. Oh. And and to be honest with you, uh, by them not even wanting to talk to me or answer any questions at all. And also by them not wanting to tell you who paid for the poll, the money sent to uh, Greg Lemhouse to do this poll of Josephine County government, that just smells to me. Oh, it does. And, and you know, uh, all the realtors uh, all pay into that MLS. And, I, I you know, are they wondering, I wonder how many are scratching their heads saying, why am I, why am I paying? Why huh. am I paying for this? Yeah. You know, so, the, uh, uh, you know, if I, I know that there are some, been some class action lawsuits that have uh, gone against the, uh, against the realtors. There's no connection with this or something like that, but I wonder if they're looking uh, overall to uh, be a little more muscular and they're flexing on political power here in Southern well, Oregon. The realtors, the realtors have historically always been very active in lobbying mm-hmm. um, and, and, and donating a lot of money to candidates. So they, but what struck me is they don't even want to talk. They just keep pointing to lobbyists. And Bill, I need to draw your attention to something. Okay. Always remember, lobbyists don't have constituents. Lobbyists, ha- lobbyists have clients, which they work for for good sums of money. Okay. So don't don't. Some people think lobbyists are like representatives. No, no, no. Yeah. The only thing they represent is whoever they're working for. So what I'm wondering, then, is uh, what are the clients, what's the client of the Rogue Valley Association of Realtors that would want them to conduct such a poll? Well, it's obvious. This is just about Josephine, that is, Josephine County. That is one thing when I did ask uh, Lemhouse, why, why did you pick Josephine County? And he says, well, that's where the controversial elections are going to be. So oh. he, he kind of let that slip a little bit. But. Oh, that is interesting. All right. Yeah, the yeah. The, the controversial uh, election. Now, I know the people that are pushing the uh, the charter change, they want, in fact, I got an email from them over the weekend. They want to come on the uh, on the program. And I, I will talk with them. I'm totally, sure. against, I'm totally against what they're doing, though. I really, I think this is a horrible idea of what is uh, being presented to Josephine County uh, voters. And I can't help but see a connection uh, by difference of degrees, I suppose, between the coming out of this poll at the same time that voters are being proposed a major change. In fact, it's not just a change. It's a throwing out of the charter, not just a rewrite of the charter. I mean, they're throwing out the right. old one and and starting fresh with a, with a new one. So I'm just a little and more. And there's a lot of things in there that are, I mean, they want to get rid of an elected attorney. Um, they, they want to change a lot of stuff and I hope people take the time. First of all, my experience with a five member commission is they're part time. And if you have a strong, uh, they want to go to a county manager. And if you have a strong county manager, then you might as well not even have a commission because my experience is the commission can never get in charge of the, of a, uh, strong-minded county manager yeah i know that i know that's been your opinion i don't know if i necessarily agree completely with you on that i i talked well, with I've, uh, talked com- I've talked to commissioners that that sat on hmm. five uh, and and yeah. oh on on five i think five you may have something there but i uh i had interviewed a former uh, commissioner simon Hare a few weeks ago in fact i think i ought to replay that interview at some point in which we we had a good talk about that Sometimes there are things that can be done with a county administrator that you get you can get more creative in some ways. And I think and he actually had uh, some interesting he said that Danny Jordan, although I know that there may not be a lot of love lost between the two of you there, um, that um, there was some creativity that was brought to Jackson County, that maybe something like that could be brought to Joe County. But that's something that you could do right now if you wanted. You don't have to change the charter to have an administrator, do you? No. No, no, you do not. The other thing is, is you don't get to vote for all your county 
commissioners, you only get the vote for two out of three. That's, that's right. Out of five. That's right, because, uh, yeah, that's, as it is right now, under the charter change, you would get to vote for the one in your district and the one at large. Of course, I have no idea why you need a, uh, a, a commissioner at large if you're voting for one in your district, but that's just me. Okay. And like I said, talking to commissioners that have sat on these five-member commissions, um, the one thing that always resonated with my uh, listening to them is they felt a lot of time the, the the decision was made before they came into the meeting. So that that worries me. The other thing is Justin County's not big enough. Uh, we just we simply don't have that many people, and it's. I, you just don't need it. You don't need it. All right. Well, we'll take your opinion on that one, uh, Commissioner. Thanks for the uh, call. And uh, I knew we had to talk about this because uh, I just smelled a rat the moment I saw this uh, poll come out right before uh, Christmas vacation. You know what I'm telling you? you always got to pay attention to the stuff that comes out going into the big holidays because it's when people try to slide it under the door at you. Well, that's it, it, absolutely. Like I say, you, you, you do a poll. Was that Herman? Herman, I think we lost you. You still there? Still there? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah, okay. You do a poll. Yeah. This is the last thing we heard, then you went dead. What happened? Oh, okay. So internal polling, you don't share with anybody. Internal polling um, is what you do when you're running uh, campaigns to see where you're at and everything. When you do polls and release them out there, you're doing them to try to persuade somebody, to try to to try to do something, okay? And that's what this is. So what are they trying to do? Well, obviously, they're trying to discredit the three Josephine County commissioners, and it didn't take long for the courier to pick that ball up. Well, yeah, I knew, no doubt they'd run with that one. All right. You know the funniest thing, Bill? What's that? When, they, when I read that 40% of the people don't even know who the commissioners are, well, that tells you what a great circulation the Daily Courier has. <laughs> since we're on the front page three days a week. <laughs> all right, Herman. We'll talk to you next all week, right. all right? You be well. Thanks. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Josephine County Commissioner Herman Berichiger. Like I said, I thought this one, I thought the poll was uh, interesting, all right? It's uh, a minute after 8. This is KMED, KMED HD1 Eagle Point, Medford, KCMD Grants Pass, and translator K294AS Ashland. Hey, Medford, you asked. 